Okay. I've just been on Instagram. I don't know why. I'm still on it. I think I might be still drunk, actually. I had a wonderful evening last night with the powerful Mr. Steve Chrome, the other half of Andrena Chrome. Um, we celebrated his birthday with his beautiful wife and him. We had a Thai takeout banquet. It was fantastic. We drank red wine. We drank cocktails. We drank uh, Singer Thai beer. And, yeah, talked and behave like fucking human beings who've got the right to be free and together and to not be oppressed by a fucking outrageous criminal fucking government regime. Um, so, yeah, I implore you to choose your life any which way you will. If you are on the cusp of, of your instincts versus the noise from the television, take your instincts every fucking time because they care about you. They know what's best for you. Those motherfuckers just poisoning us from the media. Um, yeah, they're full of shit. Absolutely full of shit. So um, that was wonderful. Feeling feeling slightly uh, delicate now, but here we are. So I'm not going to ramble too much because this is a Ramble Chat podcast. Um, this went out on Friday, as they always do. So people who have joined us... Recently, we're new to the channel um, on, on the audio here. If you're in Apple or if you're in Spotify or if you're in Anchor or if you're in Acast or uh, wherever you get your podcast from on audio, if that's where you're joining us from, these episodes premiere on YouTube on a Friday night at 8 p.m. They are um, they are video forms. So you don't get this intro where I waffle like this now. This particular episode, Ramble Chat, is basically designed for YouTube where I kind of collate all things... Um, to the chat for the YouTube followers because the YouTube 8 o'clock episode versions is just the chunky bit of podcast in the middle. Um, on the audio, you guys, I, I waffle a bit at the start and, and a little bit at the end just to keep my sanity um, in check and to get things off my chest. So if you can head over, subscribe, hit the notification bell, um, join us on YouTube while we're there. And also, while I'm asking you of your time, go to tutorchat.com and just subscribe there because as much as YouTube is great, it's such an easy place to be, it's obviously tightening up in there and it's not so um, it's not so free to speak our minds, which I like to do, obviously, on this podcast and implore my guests to do that. And that's getting tighter and tighter, although we've got, you know, we've been pretty frank in recent episodes and so far, touch pink desk wood, um... It's been okay. So I'm hoping that, you know, that, that sticks that sticks sticks around that way. But um it could well be that we uh yeah, we end up just having to structure our website in a way where we can host. And we're working on that. Powerful Aiden, the boss man in the saddle seat, coding and building and um yeah he knows what we need to do there and we can do that and we're, we're just collating you guys basically people who are listening um yeah just drop your name in that subscribe list on the website to the chat.com then we know where you are when we need you and you might still want us when it tightens up and nobody can say fucking boo to anybody on the internet um okay i am um 
I'm not going to say any much more than that. I've mentioned the the, the uh, sponsors within this podcast. This is a ramble chat. It's just me rambling shit. It was um, really nice. I've had lots of lovely comments since the Sean Atwood podcast episode that I did a couple of weeks ago. Loads of people come over, loads of lovely comments, loads of really warm comments about the podcast and this, this particular podcast being so chilled, being open, being honest, being a little, um, a little sort of ray of um, truth and hope that's lovely and they feel comfortable here so welcome to all you guys who are here without further ado this is episode is it episode 55 i need to check yeah this is episode no it's episode 56 come on come on samuel episode 56 of the chew the chat podcast this will be uh music i'm going to play you round our way by oasis because you know it's an uplifting wonderful song reminds me of beautiful times being footloose and fancy free as a young man and it's just got that celebratory kind of innocence about it so that's what we're doing without further ado this time in we go ramble chat episode number 56 of the tudor chat podcast with me sam souls
you doing how are we i um i wanted to just do a little ramble chat and round things up a little bit um as we took a week off recently i did a little post on instagram that just sort of alluded to my mindset at the moment i think it's important we talk about mental health at the moment um it's a really difficult time. It's such a confusing time, extremely confusing time. It's been a strange one because this podcast, Chew the Chat podcast, is kind of a pandemic podcast because we only started at the very end of January last year, 2020. And at that time, the uh, pandemic talk, COVID talk, um, was well underway and then by the time we were at episodes at eight where we started to do video we were in lockdown and then since then it's just been this roller coaster of uh disbelief initially because fuck man what the fuck this is a movie this is happening this is like this is unfucking real this stuff's in books it's in movies it's not doesn't happen in real life we've got we've got a handle on it in real life but fuck so we were scared to death and we were um really trying our best to adapt and be careful and then as the months move through and time does what it does you you you're doing the equations in your mind's eye and in your real life and going out into the world and talking to friends and family and Anybody and everybody that you meet in shops or places, faces, you you know, the confusion about fucking hell, what? Well, I know something's bad because like this thing's everywhere and it's, you know, you turn the news on, it's this country, it's that country, it's everywhere. But the longer it goes on, I'm, I'm, I can't see it, I can't feel it, I'm not aware of it. Like nobody I'm talking to is and it's starts to build this other disbelief of like, well, hang on a minute, you know? And then the censorship came roaring down the pipeline with all this anti-vax talk. Um, you know, if you question anything in life, it normally means you're you're applying critical thinking, you know? Before I do this bungee jump, <laughs> let's just find out who this company are and what their history is and their safety records and, you know with a vaccine which is essentially an injection of chemicals that are foreign to the body that is, can be extremely dangerous and has adverse effects for a lot of people and all that aside you know some people just want to be healthy and, and natural and work hard at doing that so the idea that you've got to do this thing oh, it's the only way you can be healthy alongside this kind of time that's opening up where we're, we're thinking hang on a minute this thing isn't what it was initially I, I'd believed it was at least 
you know, and then all this censorship comes along because if you question what somebody else is telling you to do with your body, <clears throat> then apparently you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a nut job and you're an anti-vaxxer. And uh, that's, I guess, the the front page of this censorship thing, you know. Um, it's the easy pickings, it's the low-hanging fruit because uh, it's obviously the topic on everybody's mind and most people are just operating from the mainframe narrative, the mainframe arc of information which is just being pumped, pumped into people's minds at every second, subliminally, consciously, subconsciously. I just did an intro for um, the last podcast that went out last week uh, for for Jane Martin's episode number 55 in in which I, I chat away in the intro a little bit like this for people who just listen to the audio and for people who do just listen to the audio they get intros and outros from me setting up the podcast and sort of giving a bit of um, an insight as to what's been going on all things to the chat with me um, and that's why I do these rumble chats because it ends up being for the people who just watch in YouTube watch the videos kind of a roundup of all things to the chat and me and my thoughts and where I'm at um, in video form whereas the guys are getting a, an intro on the audio every week anyway so I'm rounding it up and kind of just again coming to my mental health and having had a week off recently and kind of really contemplating even if I'm going to bother carrying on doing this because I just feel like I'm adding to the din this noise, this thing I'm talking of everybody's kind of trapped in the... Um, we're trapped in the rock and the hard place of what everybody else thinks all the time, you know, and obviously the, the thick end of that is these established corporations, these gigantic megalith corporations like the BBC and Sky and everything that entails, um, you know, all of the, the mainstream GM TV or whatever it is, Good Morning Britain, you know, all the high TV, all the, all the, all the, the huge hitters, you know, they all kind of fall in line with this narrative and repeat it and hammer it back. And it's been seen time and time again, you know, where it's individual reporters or presenters or producers, people to do with these these big um, these big platforms that have been in this place without a mask or they've been here in the lockdown or, you know, everything contradicting itself. Nothing seems to be real. These people are sat there telling us, stay home, save lives, protect the NHS, all these things. But yet there they are you know, the next week and they're in Antigua, they're on holiday, you know, with their family. They're, they're, it, it, none of it adds up, you know. Um, so I was kind of playing with the idea in my own head, <clears throat> coming to terms with it, closing in on me. I'm pretty good at keeping my world ticking over. Uh, I trust my instincts. I guess you would say I'm a dissident generally. The idea that somebody else is always going to tell me what's best is... Not necessarily the case for me. If I seek out advice or if I seek out um, the knowledge of somebody else, yeah, absolutely. But when it's being sort of mainlined down the frontal cortex by agenda-driven, um, agenda-driven, well, how can I say it? profit-driven, established um, kind of separate entities from real life. I, I find that 
I find that tough to swallow. I mean, I, I'm I'm not having it. That's the bottom line. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Um, we aren't individual anymore. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're just being herded. And this is what I was battling with. Am I adding to that by doing this podcast, by sharing my opinion, uh, by bringing in guests and um, having these conversations? Are we just adding to the fucking noise? Am I just out to get my own little bit of affirmation and my own little bit of meaning. I'm here, I'm an earthling, I'm here, I'm doing something meaningful. Here I am. Like, subscribe, all the fucking shit that I'm always at odds with. Um, the bottom line is here I am doing it. And I, I I went through a couple of three weeks of just real introspection of like, what am I doing? Why am I doing podcasting? What you know? Am I just after a fucking pat on the back? You know, is it my ego running away with me? Is it... Is it truthful that I want to have conversations and share? Is Am I being truthful to myself that I've had so much impact from podcasts, from listening to people without profile, without agenda, without fucking private interests, whatever it is, that have impacted me massively and helped me make decisions and um, create a perspective in my life that's changed my life in abundantly in ways of, of health of all of all shapes and sizes, physical health, mental health, um, my judgments, my preconceived ideas of the world, everything grown, adjusted, in line with these conversations, these simple conversations with people that weren't on the BBC, they weren't on Sky, they weren't in some crazy battle to to um, make sure they they coin the advertising of a particular time that they're going to be shown on a particular channel to a particular demographic, none of that. Just people doing this with a little microphone, a little laptop somewhere. And that's what that is why I do this. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I, I I guess I wanted to just talk about that little bit of a struggle because I am somebody who's pretty I'm pretty confident in my choices, pretty confident in who and what I am, right, wrong, ugly, and all of it. You know, I fuck up, I fucked up massively in my life so many times, and uh, yeah, it's not easy to put your put your chin in the air and take it at the time but over time I've learned that that's what you have to do you have to take your responsibility of your own bullshit on everybody's having a tough time of it everybody <clears throat> and if you accept it and own it you know you move on and you generally will learn from it not to say you'll never do it again but you might not do it 10 times you might do it once um just grow man just be just be fallible and accepting of that um and it was a dark couple of weeks I made a lot of music which I'm gonna Obviously, I'll play bits on the intros for the audio podcast on here because it's stuff that I can do. I can play that and um, it kind of fits in, I guess, with this journey. Uh, and that helped me. That helped me a lot. It's a long time since I've sat down and, on my own and just made music with a guitar and then, you know, piano, keyboard, whatever, um, written just the first lyrics that come to mind and not sort of been writing for other people on other people's music and thinking about where they're coming from, just literally just clean straight out of my head onto the paper. Really simple, actually, it's been this time. Um, so that's been really good. And I had filmed, also filmed with Sean Atwood for the Sean Atwood podcast at the beginning of the year. And that was going to be coming out at some point, and I was playing with that idea, thinking, well, you know... Um, that's a big podcast, another important podcast for me in the UK, UK podcast, you know, because he's, his show, True Crime Podcast, 
really inspired me because he was speaking to a lot of predominantly young men who were coming out of the jail system or the care system and were trying to bounce back and trying to rebuild their lives and talking about lessons learned and this thing that I'm talking about now, the humility, the mistakes, the ownership, the accountability, the responsibility. And it really played a big part for me, that podcast, in, I guess, my own development, my own growth, and also in inspiring me to get on and do my own, um, which I'd toyed with many, many years ago. And we did one, and I've talked about it before with my brothers, and I'll dig it out someday and we'll put it out, you know, back in like 2013 or something. Um, but yeah, so getting the call to go on Sean's show and knowing that he was a fan of this show and that he loves this vibe and he thinks it's got like a spiritual, carefree kind of real deal energy that really inspired me and that was lovely that lifted me made me think yeah there's there's meaning to what I'm doing and then obviously going on his show we went on to talk about the podcast excuse me while I drink some tea because um the guys over there are they going to they're going to diversify a little bit from the true crime and the you know the, the niche the genre they're in and do a bit more sort of freewheeling and um that was great for me to go over there and talk about the podcast. But ironically, because the podcast is what it is and people who follow this for long enough by now know that my podcast, True The Chat Podcast, is born out of... Um, it's born out of my fascination with being a human being, but probably beyond that, like what happens to us when we're children. You know, the love we receive, the care we receive, the security, the um, shared meaning with our siblings and our parents and our on our sort of acute family that sort of stabilizes us in ways that um that are so so important and if you if we don't happen to fall into that harmony then a lot of things go wrong so as i'm doing my podcast with sean we're talking about my podcast and then he said, you know, and I've Googled you and I can't find anything out about you, Sam. So what is it? You know, who, who's Sam Souls, blah, 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 I know. And then we get into it and then it turns out that my podcast becomes a little bit of therapy and I'm telling my story. And um, that was good for me as well. Um, but fast forward to my recent times of feeling a bit low and having a bit of time off from podcasting, I thought, you know what? It's just all noise, isn't it? I think it's just all noise. So anyway, the podcast came out last week um, on Sean's channel. And I sat down with my wife, who was really keen to watch it, and um, I watched it with her, and it's kind of, you know, I can watch it. It's weird watching... I watch these sometimes. I'm Obviously, I edit my own podcasts, um, and I, I like to watch them and just pick up the problems. You know, I'm saying this too much, I'm not saying that enough, or whatever, the little quirks, little ticks, little stupid things that you can... I say polish up, you don't really polish them up, you just get more comfortable and you don't do it so much. But watching myself on another podcast was weird. Um, it was strange because it was like a bit of a therapy because I just went through chronologically, like kind of through my life from cradle to now, you know, being born, family fall apart, destruction in the family, and then therefore how that has affected my perspective, who I am as a person, my relationships and so on. So that was mad. <clears throat> but it did go out and it's had a lovely reception. It's had a great reception. Lots of lovely comments. Lots of people come to the channel and join this channel now and have become part of this family. So if you're watching this and you are here now because of my appearance on the Sean Atwood podcast, I really appreciate you being here. Um, it means a lot. I think 
what did come across on that podcast with Sean was that this one is what it is. It is just this. It's just free free falling. We're just shooting shit. We're just trying to unravel together what it is to be a human in this modern time. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this, this modern modern era is fucking mental. Absolutely crazy what's happening. We are we are having to as normal um just human beings who are just trying to most of us blue collar just trying to earn a book in jobs that we don't really enjoy to pay bills that we don't really understand you know lots of us in relationships that we probably don't want to be in on top of that we've just had this madness this noise and this what to think who to think the polarization the 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 divide that has been created by government policy uh, the science, if you take the time to read any science, you know, pre, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and at this point, kind of post, if, if we are to believe we are on a roadmap out of here. You know, there's so much psychological damage been done. So much that we can't even... Well, it'll take decades. It'll be decades of unravelling the psychological damage that's been done and the polarisation and the mistrust. And compared to, you know, flu cases that killed elderly people, I mean, it's it's unfathomable. Uh, um, you know, and the government, for me, the, the, the pernicious way that the government have, have um, instilled such fear and hate in the people is, uh, yeah... That'll be unravelled in one day in the future. It'll be unravelled and it'll be shown for what it is. Because we are on track now for biological health apartheid and we are going to be split and it's not going to be cool. It's going to be messy. I hope it leads to something better, but I don't want to digress too far. The bottom line is we're all having to deal with this shit and we think we're all right. You know, we go about our business and... My whole point is, is that I'm pretty, I am a dissident. I, I, I make my own decisions about what I'm responsible for, you know, and if I'm going to go out during a lockdown because I'm taking my family camping or I'm going here, I'm going there, or a friend wants to come and see me because their mental health is down, that's what we're doing. We will make the decision if we think we're ill or if we think you're ill or we think there's a risk. Not the guy on the telly with a vested interest who works for a company, went through a revolving door, or opened up a gateway so his money could be funneled through there and they could create this industry and this market by this fear no we'll make our decisions we are good upstanding people all of us you me all of us we're we know we know when there is danger we know we know we know when we are pushing our boundaries we know so i think dealing with that everyone trying to follow their heart which is really difficult, their instincts, because their head is being told by the fucking incessant, the incessant just neurological programming is just unbelievable, you know? And then, like I say, put into that the divide. Your mum thinks this, your dad thinks that, your brother thinks this, you, you, everyone's at odds, everyone's in, in the trenches just fighting about this madness. So it's been tough, man. Um, but I've arrived at the for now at least the idea that I'm just uh, I'm going to keep on keeping on this is good for me this is my therapy I've done music my whole life 
I don't do that anymore. I do it on my own. But to come in here and sit with other people and just let the conversation flow and let it go and find out things about ourselves, about each other, about the wider world, it's amazing. Talking is amazing. And to talk openly and honestly, which leads me on to, you know, our channel's taken, I can't prove it, but it's pretty clear if you read the, if you read all of the, uh, the guidelines and where we're at and you watch other YouTubers, you know, we, we say all of the words that are in the algorithm that, that's not, not, a, um, it's not the algorithm for getting yourself promoted on YouTube. You know, the words that we're using, COVID, pandemic, vaccines, vaccine damage, you know, um, censorship, corporate censorship, Bill Gates, blah, 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 you know, not because we're sat here with tinfoil hats on and we want to burn the world down because we're all sort of, you know, sanctimonious new breed, not at all, or fucking woke lefties, none of that. I'm a fucking builder who works hard, who happens to, you know, like to write things down in the fucking way of a song or whatever. A sensitive builder, you might say. Um, and we're all just trying to work it out. No one's saying we're right or we're wrong. At the end of the day, collective consciousness will work it out in the end. But yeah, YouTube <clears throat> squashes us. We don't get we don't get any of the uh, you know. I'm sure if I was sat on here raging on about you know how the government are fantastic and the, and everything's just going great and everybody should go and do this you know because that's the irony of the anti-vaxxer row is like you're being told to have a vaccine. Not only are you being told to have a vaccine, you're being discriminated against if you even ask a question. Well, hang on a minute. Let's have a look at the efficacy. Let's have a look at these companies. Let's have a look at the financial obligations. Let's let's have a look at what's involved here. You are you are discriminated against. To the, to the level, if you want to get all woke about it, where it's becoming a hate situation <laughs> because you have had the foresight to just actually do some research and actually look into it as opposed to just taking taglines from the government. So it's ironic. And, um, yeah, because there's a lot of people making a shitload of money on YouTube now. You know, a lot of YouTube doctors and YouTube uh, pages that have got a decent sort of following that are just fucking cashing in on pandemic and getting promoted of course because they're promoting the narrative um so that's a that's was part of the battle and I, you know and then i soon snapped out of that thought well, no listen i'm doing what i'm doing anyway in fact i had a little inkling of like god it, if if our if our channel did become become successful and by which i mean you know if we're having like fucking twenty thousand views on a or twenty thousand viewers watching an episode every week That'd fucking be just mental. We've had it on a few episodes, but if that was happening like every week, because not because of a, of a certain guest, but because people will come in to chew the chat podcast on a Friday at eight o'clock because they know they're coming somewhere where there's going to be just an honest, straight up conversation. There isn't a censorship. There isn't an agenda. There isn't any kind of fucking preconceived ideas about what it is we're after. We're trying to build this, we're trying to build that. I did think, well, like, even then I, I would be, what would I feel like then having... 20,000 opinions flying in every week about, ah, oh, that was shit, this is shit, what you got him on for, well, what are you talking about that for, or whatever. So that was even a weird thought, you know. Um, and I'm pretty sure all of this kind of deliberation and all this wonder is just because of the wider world is just smashed to fucking bits. You know, riding my bike with Magic McGregor the other day, we were out on a bike ride around the city and we ended up cutting down the cinder paths and on the, the canal sides and you see people 
people running and, you know, the brave people who are out there, like literally just fucking walking a dog and brave enough to just go out into the world. I felt, you know, and I was heavily stoned. I'd had a lovely, um, lovely smoke, CBD smoke. Um, and was in this lovely, just really engaged, kind of connected trance while riding my bike around the city. We'd done like 20 odd miles. And, uh, you know, taking in the sights, taking in where I'd grown up, taking in this beautiful city that I live in, in Lincoln, a cathedral city. And then when we'd get down on these cinder paths, I remember going past a black guy who was running, fit, strong black guy. And uh, he was running, all his gear on and everything. And it just occurred to me as I was riding up and past him, I was obviously, I say hello to everybody and I nod and I'm, I'm, I always try and make people feel at ease when we're out in this new world because so many people aren't and, I, and, and I'm strong enough to be at ease. You know, hi, morning, how you doing? You know, talk to people. Remember, we're people, we can talk. We're not just the others in the fucking back end of a digital screen somewhere who've got the wrong opinion or the different opinion to you. So don't fucking look at them in the real world because I can feel it. I can feel that agitation. I can feel that anxiety. This, this black guy runs past... And he kind of looked to me, and you know, when your eyes kind of lock, and then go for the nod, and then he just sort of locked on and went straight forward again. And I just felt a nervousness from him. And then it happens, hundred yards up the road, there's a young a young lady, a young lady walking by. She's got a backpack on. She's obviously walking back from her shift at work or whatever down the canal side. And I see her coming, and I'm thinking, God, I wonder, because this is in the week or two after the Sarah Everard, you know, situation. And it got me thinking, Jesus Christ, this girl's probably fucking shitting bricks walking down here. Never mind me riding past on my bike, but like, because of the noise, because of the din, right? Because of the incessant, like, hammering of talking points, if you want to call them that, stories, headline grabbers, you know, news from elsewhere, we end up fabricating out this little this little orb in this world we create this little we create this little understanding that the the world is everything i've just seen in my phone the world is everything that's happening in london the world is everything that's happening in new york the world it's not it fucking isn't you know and it made me think this young girl and she was cool like she's she, you know she I would imagine that she was like aware and she was keeping it together because she was out there walking. So many of them girls doing them them um, walks to their job at Burger King or wherever the fuck they work. Probably getting lifts and stuff now because of this story, this idea that keeps getting pumped in, pumped in. Right, This is a difficult thing to talk about, but it's a fact, right? Sometimes... Horrible things happen. Sometimes car crashes happen. Sometimes plane crashes happen. Sometimes lunatics kill people, you know. Sometimes people go missing. It happens. There's eight billion odd people on the planet. It does happen. Um, it happens less now than it ever has. But because we talk about it more, because we make it the headline, because we force it upon our fucking frontal cortex to deal with all the time, we suspect it to be everywhere. And because everything is everywhere, because it's in our fucking phones, you've got everything in your fucking pocket. The whole fucking world is shouting at you from your pocket all the time. You can almost hear it coming in your pocket, you know. 
fuck me, I need to check, I need to check, what's happened, oh, fucking, you know. That's what's crippling us, that's what's imprisoning us in our own fucking little fabricated versions of the world that we're moving in. And as I was riding down that bank, you know, I could just feel the anxiety, the separation of us all. And the young women in particular, I just had that thought. I thought, you know what? How can they walk past a couple of guys on a canal bank at dusk and not be fucking paranoid at this point in in the world? Because that's what they're told to be. That's what they're reminded to be. You know, of course, what happened with Sarah Everard and fucking hell, probably about another how many thousand women since that day that we don't hear of, that we don't make a meal out of, that we're not bothered about, that we're not reporting on, you know, we can't, we can't be paralysed by what the news sayers determine that we make our judgments upon. It's, it's such a difficult position we're in at this moment because we've all got this fucking thing in our pocket. We're all addicted to it, those of us who have got it in our pocket. And it's a fucking nasty little drug, man. It's a nasty little drug in the in the when you zoom out for long enough with enough with enough presence to actually fucking look at it and actually be honest with yourself about what's going on with you and your phone. It's fucking mental. And then and then even then, not your individual relationship with it, but collectively, like, what would it be like if Instead of a pandemic and everyone was locked down, imagine if just if the internet went off. Most like 90% of the internet just went to shit. Social media didn't work. All you could do was like do your banking and your emails and your work stuff. And there was none of this kind of social shit on it. There was none of that. A lot of the news is even gone. You just, you, all you had was your, your emails, your ability to speak to your close friends. I wonder then what, what kind of psychological state might we find ourselves in? So anyway, I'm going down a bank and then I see a family, you know, and I'm in a real flow state of like real introspection. I'm gliding across the earth. I'm having a lovely time. I'm really connected to my city, my past, my future, the world, the situation now. I'm grateful. I've got gratitude for being out on my bike. The fact that I'm brave enough to do it, the fact that um, I can do it and I am doing it. And then, I, and then a family come past. This family come, you know, and there's kind of three kids and a... I think like a, I only assume a, a couple, a, a lady and a, and a guy, and then maybe like an uncle, and they were a bit fucked up, you know. They were they were probably living council style. The anxiety that came through them, you know, as they as they went past, not just me, but like there's other people down a bank. I could feel like this separation, and it's crazy, man. It's a fucking crazy time. People aren't are starting to not see people as people. We're, we're starting to. This polarisation that's happening, whether it's, you know, black, white, fucking lesbian, gay, trans, straight, privileged, white, fucking, I don't even know what all the nouns and pronouns, female, male, all of this polarisation that's happening online is now subconsciously being carried out into the world and we're fucking paranoid of everybody else. You know, even people who are comfortable, people who are comfortable, who are, you know, two metre dance they're doing the two metre dance in the playground because well, what if you've got the killer lurgy yeah the killer lurgy that's got a 99.7% survival rate that's only affected I think something like 85% of its 
mortality is 85 years and older. You know, and we're all literally falling apart at the seams as a community, as a human exchange based on the noise coming out of this fucking phone, out of the telly, out of media, out of big business and the momentum of where we are. Because profit is the God of all God. You know, so that was an interesting bike ride. That was a... Um, It was an interesting bike ride. Sad because of those moments. Sad because when you look at people and you smile at people with a good energy, with a good aura, with an honest aura, and they're still frozen and they're still paralysed, that's upsetting, you know, because they're bringing up children and those children are going to be nourished in that way. In the same way in schools now, you know. Schools are just, they are mini camps. They're just little mini concentration camps concentration on the virus concentration on not touching each other concentrate on not not um being connected to your peers concentrate on all the things that are fucking so detrimental to young children you know isolated separated it's uh it's tough man it's tough it's getting grim, isn't it? I'm talking too much of the grim psychology of it all. But I'm listening to young Carl Jung's memories, dreams and reflections at the moment. And um, I'm only sort of not even halfway through the book and him coming to terms with his learning, it, with his psychotherapy and how long it takes to understand individual mental health and the circumstances that precede it and cultivate it and manifest it, you know, and I'm looking around at the moment and just thinking, fuck it, now what are we doing? We're going to be generations, generations. Gonna, you know, the thing about this is, the sad thing is, is like, if we really were, if we really were under a global threat, health threat of all of us, everybody knowing somebody who's died, loved ones, family members, everybody knows somebody who's just been fucking struck down and died an ugly death from, from this. Even then, the mental health impact would be horrific. The fact that it's not happening and we're being lied to that it is, is fucking, that is so, that rips things apart on levels we can't even fucking get our heads around, you know? So, Yeah. We will move on from, from that. But um, I'm back. We're doing Ramble Chat as we speak. Um, talking of cycling, I've had a few messages. We share bits on the Instagram. So, again, for people who are new to the channel, obviously like and subscribe on, on, on here below this video. Hit the fucking subscribe and all that. Um, but only if you really, you're going you're gonna to come and be here and be part of it, you know. And that's not for, for my ends. I mean, for you, don't have fucking shitloads of pages that you've subscribed to that you don't, you're not arsed with because it's just more shit you've got in your head and in your fucking shit you've got. Like, let's be a bit, let's be a bit more um, distinguished about how we do it. You know, like, I think we're going to end up where there's just people's websites. We won't be on these big YouTubes or Facebooks or Instagrams. We're scrolling through all sorts of shit to get to the handful of things you really do bother with. I think we'll just go straight to Chew the Chat or we'll go straight to UK Column or we'll go straight to Jane Martin or whatever it is. Um, 
But if you are here and you take value from it and you want to be part of the community, drop us a question. Let us know who you are. Um, and as I was saying, Strava, we're, I'm on Strava, so you can follow me and Aiden on Strava. Um, if you're out there trying to keep fit, if you're trying to keep your mental health at bay, if you're trying to cope it during this time, Strava is a great app. Um, you know, I could go off on a tangent and say fucking giving up all your details and your fucking GPS and all that. That's long gone, you know. Um, but yeah, Strava's great. It's uh, It's been a real fun little community in there. People just egging each other on to do healthy stuff, keep moving. It's always a surprise when you see old school friends or old mates who fucking hell he's put in another 10 miles and he's done this you think, fucking oh great this is great and you start to see the picture of people growing up and being healthy and being strong and uh during this time that is that is a big one so you can find us find sam souls um on strava and give us a follow say hello and we will follow you back and aiden is howard t i think he's on there you can find him on there as well um yeah that's that the website as I mentioned, I allude to, you know, get over to chewthechat.com, subscribe there. We're working in the background on making that website something that's going to be, um, it's going to have the facility to to bring this directly to you. So when the curtain does come down on YouTube and they do tighten the screw on everything that is just upsetting somebody fucking somewhere, we'll be able to get that to you directly from there. So hit that subscribe on there, drop in. There's not a lot happening there. I do a, a blog every month or so. That's really it. You can catch the podcast on there. It's all there. But eventually in the future, we want a database of you guys. And then when we start um, hosting the podcast ourselves, um, you can just come there, get everything uncensored. Um, not that we're censored now, but there will come a point when we have to jump ship or we'll be ejected from the ship. Um and I think it's going to happen across the board. Everyone's going to be doing that. Anybody who's got their own little um, their own little platform, it will literally be your own little platform. It won't be a platform hosted on a bigger one. It's all going to change when the apartheid kicks in. Um, stuff coming up. We've got um, Steve from Andrenochrome. I'm just going to check if there's an Andrenochrome cup on here. There normally is, but there isn't. So Andrenochrome, which is another wonderful topic for conversation at the moment because most people have just got like a modern understanding in the last couple of years that Andrenochrome is just like a elite blood-sucking weekend game. And there's um, more of a story to why Andrenochrome, the band that I'm in with Steve, who's going to come on, Steve Chrome, um, which has been named Andrenochrome for like seven, eight years or whatever it is, it's been interesting seeing uh, people kind of, again, through the veiled um, internet kind of swipe of like, Andrea Chrome, all oh, right, yeah, so you're a fucking elite blood-sucking, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, God, how many people have just, like, watched a fucking four-minute YouTube video about the Rothschilds fucking drinking children's blood and then just decided that that's, that you know, don't even know what it is. It's just that's what it is. That's what they do. So um, that'll be interesting. We'll chat about that. Um, and we've got a single coming out, Fear and Loathing, which I think is out on the 5th, or is it on the 7th? <laughs> I'll fucking check that. Um, anyway, it's out in a few weeks, two or three weeks. It's a, it's a, someone, someone reviewed it when we recorded it. We got it mixed by George Schilling, who's 
he's mixed anyone and everyone Fleetwood Mac I think he he engineered and mixed did he mix or engineered some might say for Oasis first number one um he's mixed it for us um and someone said in review at the time when they heard it it was like Nick Cave on ease so I thought that was pretty cool I'll get that on the press release so that tune's coming out Steve's coming in we're going to chat about Andrenochrome what the origin of Andrenochrome was what the music is and what the future might be um that's coming up and then a whole host of other stuff that's going to be um really interesting we've got we've got some wonderfully inspiring people who are working with young taking young people out during this difficult time keeping mental health up putting back into the community so that's cool um yeah and again just thanks to everybody who who might come over from sean's or wherever else you know who's joining us and putting the trust into the chat as a, um, a little place to come and just unplug and just be, you know, have a chat, meet these new people, be part of a conversation, strike up a smoke, strike up a drink and um, just sit back and know you're taking part in a conversation that it, it's not, um, it's not designed to extract from you. It's not designed to, you know, cash in on whatever the fucking demographic or the time slot or any of that shit it's just human beings unraveling what it is which is we're all scared to fucking death behind our eyes and in our own skin so i've rambled enough um i'd like to say thank you to the sponsors who on the audio podcast um the audio version of this podcast go deep flotation kieran ratigan recent episode he did check it out awesome talked a lot about psychedelics he's got go deep flotation therapy i cannot wait to get back floating cannot wait um that's coming up in a couple of weeks so thanks to kieran thanks to matt frost with lincoln cryolab.co.uk i need to get back and do a cryo my wife's been hammering the um the lake we've got a lake near us she's been doing a lot of cold therapy i've been doing a little bit always on the cold showers but looking forward to getting in the cryo and just getting blasted and having that mad feeling and uh, that cool deep sleep so thanks to matt and thanks to kieran go deep and we go deep flotation.com and lincoln cryolab.co.uk for the continued support yeah that's it i guess i'm gonna um go and go and uh spend some time with my children and keep my feet on the ground and remember that it's all right you know it's gonna be all right we've got one another trust ourselves Believe that you're right. Believe you're right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Chew the Chat. I, d- I want to say my own words. Go on then. Very angry. I love you. Bye.